community. Ran out of talent. Hawkins. We can't thank you enough for checking in, taking it in, listening to the stats. Joey Fitzsimmons is the co-host. You got Joe Jr. running the show. Me, I'm a man just trying to just rip up a couple freestyles just for you. Tuning in to Ran Out of Talent. But if you ever run out of talent, don't take no time, don't take anything. Just get a hold of Junior or Joey and talk about it. But if you the baller on top, you're going to be... What's going on, Joey? Oh, you know, just living the day in the life of modern day. Yeah. Did you have a good Dude, Thanksgiving? Uh, I did. Uh, I went over to my pop's place and just sat around watched movies, and he made a smoked a turkey and some really good potatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, they, that's, dude, we just... What? A really dumb, dumb thing is we just went to Costco, right? Yeah. We went to Costco. We went to Walmart. Ooh. Guess how much our bill at Costco was? And we really didn't even get all that much stuff. Well, $335. Keep going. Really? You're 60 bucks shy. Oh, 395 Yeah, but right about 400 so 65 bucks. Yeah, it's so easy to do. It really is. And then, and then we just went to Walmart and spent 200 That's the That's every week. But here's the thing, though. It's just the two of you, so how set are you guys on whatever you bought? Well, uh, two weeks, three weeks. Really? Because well, it'll probably it'll probably be longer than that. But like the sandwich stuff, and yeah. Like, I mean, we're good at. I mean, we have a shitload of fucking pasta noodles and. Okay. Yeah, it's just, like that's just something that we keep on keep on buying that we don't think we have, and we get home, and it's like. Oh, hey, there's two or three boxes of it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Brandon checking in. It's going great, Brandon. Uh, had a busy couple of weeks, and I got a busy next couple of weeks of racing coming up. Yeah, so, yeah, Beth and I have to go. Hey, Jake Wiggs checking in. Man, they just had that uh, race down there the weekend. I'm bummed I missed it, but... I had to take the daughter to uh, an anime convention. Lance Parker checking in. How was that? Uh, People like that I don't get political on this podcast, and I'm going to keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. There are a lot of colorful people there? A lot of colorful people that were really touchy. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, Pat. Pat checking in. He was John Shore checking in. He's been looking forward to this one. I wonder why John's been looking forward to this one. Um, so, actually, this kind of ties into that anime convention thing. Um, but back to Costco, because John Shore loves Costco. <laughs> he went on. Don't get me wrong. He went on the worst possible day ever. I think he went. Tell me he went on Friday. He went on Wednesday, day before. Oh no! (laughs) His Facebook post kind of had me rolling. It's like no, because Beth and I need to do a Costco run, and we don't want to go for like another week. 
it was busy as shit today. Yeah. John I says never at, again. I also, at, I, I also looked at tires too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people, so people who go to Costco know that you can get tires, but they also don't know this part though. You can book a vacation through Costco and it'll be significantly cheaper. Um, you can buy a car through Costco. There's a ton of stuff you can do. I it, did hear the guy that was the guy that was ahead of me was talking about that. Yeah. So, but you know what? Costco also delivers, John. So do they? Yeah, but it's like a buck or two more an item, and then there's obviously a delivery charge. So we were we were at Costco. We're walking around, and I'm looking at the cereal options, right? Mm-hmm. So they got Frosted Flakes, Cheerios, Mini Wheats, all you know, all this fun shit. Yeah. If you go to Walmart, and for the price you can get two boxes of cereal in one box, you yeah. can get one 52 ounce bag. Okay. Which is equivalent to two boxes. Yeah. In just in one bag. Yeah. Um. So anyway, ooh, I just got a message. Huh. Who messaged you? I don't get it. It's about cruelty and motor. We're, we're going to get to that because I just got a message. I'm not. All right. Here's the deal. I'm getting absolutely. Um, what? Hold on. I um, all right. I just want to read that, make sure there was nothing bad in it. There wasn't. So, I want to go back to last Friday's results from Dollar Hobby because it was a great night. We had 76 entries on a Friday night. We pretty good. Oh, dude. Freaking A. I went as fast as humanly possible, and we were done at 12.03 a.m. Um. Let's go to final results here. Um, talk about a couple. Uh, we'll talk about our two-wheel drive stock truck. Matt Pierce won that one, followed by Lance Parker and Spencer Malone. Spencer has a T6.1, and he's getting that thing dialed. Uh, Older cars are pretty good. They can be on carpet. We'll talk... Uh, you know what? I'll talk about it right now, or I'll forget. There's this kid named Austin Smith who was very unsure of himself. He's like, I don't know what to enter. Do I enter not? Because he races spec slash normally, and this is going to be a whole nother P entering into the drama. He's like, do I run spec slash? Do I run novice? Do I run this? He's just nervous. With the B6.1, he almost made the A main in the biggest class intermediate two-wheel buggy. The okay. kid, the kid was on fire, man. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, he he. The car looked fantastic too. It really did. It was nice and flat. It didn't do anything funky. Uh, Two wheel drive stock buggy. We're going to talk about that one because Joey Carlson took my B six point four and TQ'd with the SOB, and he led two thirds of the race. He ended up third, but man, what a way to make me feel bad about always. Tore out wins it, followed by Dwayne Fisher in second and Joey in third. 
Um, intermediate two-wheel, Max Byrne won it, followed by Ryan Smolik and Chris Doze. Now we're going to go to novice, because this is where the drama started. Because all of a sudden, all hell broke loose, because the winner of novice is running a spec slash. You know, he's about, he's second time ever racing. So he's like, hey, can I run novice and spec slash? I said, absolutely, you can. Because there's guys in novice with buggies that should trounce a slash. But this guy drove a really good race, and he won novice with the spec slash, but he's also racing spec slash. Jackson Roby took second. Chris Brown took third. And Chris, the people went to Facebook about it. and They did. Oh, they did, and it all got deleted. <sighs> the problem is, is people are trying to camp out in novice, and they're trying to make a career out of it. They're trying to be multi-year novice drivers. That should never, ever be a goal, ever. Like that Austin like that Austin Smith kid, all he needed was a little nudge. You just need a little nudge. And he goes into intermediate two-wheel drive buggy and almost sticks that thing right in the A-main, you know? That's a goal to accomplish, though. How long has he been racing? Austin? Well, the kid, the kid with the two-wheel buggy yesterday, he's been racing about a year, but he's only ever had a spec slash. And he started bothering his dad for a buggy, and he borrowed one yesterday. This wasn't even his buggy. And he just went out and, I mean, it went all the way down to an E-main. I heard. Yeah, Scott Schultz checking in. So anyway... Bringing my daughter and her friend to the Dells to that anime convention was really marred up because of all the Facebook. Um, John says, well done for seeing that seeing and bumping him to intermediate. Most RDs wouldn't have bothered. Dude, and I wasn't a dick about it. I'm like, dude, you're really too good for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, this guy won. It was... Uh, this guy won on Friday a week ago, though. It was only a second time racing. He can be a novice a little more if he wants to be. You know what I mean? There's a certain split, you know? Yeah. This kid, Austin, was about five laps up. This guy winning novice right now, he's one to two laps up. Um. So, all of a sudden, Facebook started blowing up with... People, two people, is two people against all of Facebook just blowing up. And one of the novice drivers, because they were pissed off because this guy was running novice and spec slash. They were like, how dare you? I'm like, how dare he? Fucking the dude's getting in double the wheel time with the same vehicle. Good for him. That's the way I look at it. Second time racing ever. I have no issue with him because spec slash we do have points for it and we do give out trophies at the end of the year. But man, if you're yelling on the driver's stand during spec slash, you can go take a hike out the front door. (laughs) That's the way I look at it because spec slash is supposed to be fun and that's it. Uh, Fun for all levels, really not just 
beginners, fun for all levels, because having the same vehicle is a true equalizer. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that really screwed up, not my attitude, but, um, just my whole feeling during that trip. And it just kept on going and going and going. And then now their seven day ban from the group is up. And then they already started going and going and going. These two people. Like I yesterday, we just had record numbers. They, they don't understand that. They don't understand what they're saying is absolutely insane. Your goal should be to, if you're an RC racer, and I said this under one of the posts, RC is absolutely for everybody. It is for everybody in the whole world. But racing is not. If you want to camp out in novice class, dude, that's not cool. I'll agree with you on that. I mean... One thing I dislike, and Alex did it because it was a bit business decision. It was a good decision. But Plex spec used to be 15 and under. I do remember that. Yeah, he just changed it last year. I wish they would do that. I wish we'd do that here. And that would take care of the two biggest problems. <laughs> uh, Brandon Vanderwater is wondering, are you guys going to let the BL2 slash in with the 12 turn? Oh, Brandon, you know, we've been talking about that, and I'm not sure yet. But here's the deal. I don't know if we're going to merge them in or uh, it's going to be so hard because everything's going to be brushless eventually. The builder's kit's still a 12-turn motor, but everything's going to be brushless. It's going to be a tough transition because we got they alternate weekends, but we got 20 slashes out there. And I don't want to tell them that they all need to upgrade. I don't know right. what the, I don't know what the correct answer is. I mean, the 12 turns are torquier on the bottom end. You know what I mean? Um, oh, he's saying in Delaware, they haven't let them run together. The BL2 is a good amount faster. It's a good call. I don't know. Um, Gary's wondering, are they mad he ran two classes with one car or the fact they got beat with the Traxxas? Well, one of the people don't, doesn't even race there. She's just losing her fucking mind. <laughs> okay. Well, in Gary's defense, he's a Traxxas guy. No, I know. I know. Oh, dude. If I had a buggy and I was getting beat with a Traxxas, you know, those, um, montage seats scenes in movies where the dude's sitting in the shower just head hanging down just sad as shit that would be me you'd be the one to have a speaker in the bathroom playing like sad um, fucking <laughs> yeah some old country music yeah no kidding modern day country yeah yeah so anyway i didn't want to talk too much about that because it's been so good and so positive around the state of minnesota except for that you know what I mean, eventually that guy, I've talked to, talked to him like two or two times in the pits and that dude's going to be, want to be out of novice anyway. He's just getting his, his second time 
freaking racing. Give the guy a break. I, I, yeah, give him a little bit of a break. So then, before we go to the hobby farm, let's go to we had a record-breaking day yesterday. Yeah, let's enlighten that a little bit. How many entries were there? 114. Damn. Yes, I did that program in eight hours flat. Dude, I tried to race. I don't know. I don't know how, like guys like Sean can race and announce, and how like Gary can race and announce. Because the reason being is when I race, I'm in a totally different mode. When I race, when I go on that driver's stand, I need to be relaxed. You know what I mean? Just take a deep breath, relax. I can't do that when I'm announcing. Because it takes me a good hour or two to get out of that announcer's mode. Mm -hmm. um, I tried to race Wheeler, and I was driving the car way too hard. <laughs> way To where people, I heard people... Uh, from upstairs going, ooh, ah, you know, that type of thing. It's like, I'm just not going to run this anymore today. <laughs> so it, it's like, yeah, that's, I, I'm parking it. It's, so it would have been 115. Gary said, you know what, Gary, that's a good idea. And I want to do it so bad. He goes, it's easy. Just run spec slash. I'm going to freaking run novice, Gary. I'm going to run novice with a spec slash. <laughs> no. That'll piss a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, that one guy to show up to a um, to a baseball game with hockey gear. Yeah. No, but you know what? Spec Slash. We'll go to Spec Slash right now because that had some heavy hitters in it. I mean, uh, Spec Slash, your top three was uh, Jake Shear, Strat McKinley, and Ray Ray. I don't know who Ray Ray was. I forget. And that Austin Smith kid I was talking about who uh, entered into that two-wheel intermediate buggy, he ended up fourth. He beat out Mike Dolan. So, I mean, Jake Shear, I don't know if you know him or not, but he's he can get a car around the track. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Chad Johnson checking in. I was going, Chad. So, yeah, we had, I want to say we had a D-Main and four-wheel because we don't we don't run intermediate and four-wheel, so whatever. But um, we had a B-Main of two-wheel stock and a B-Main of short course. It was a good day. Uh, we'll go to two-wheel expert stock. Tor Ott just said, see ya. I mean, of course he did. I mean, that's Tor. Come on. Now. But he doesn't want to admit it, but it's his home track. He drives the best and has the most success at Dollar. Um, but you know what? He has good success at the Toy Box, too. Ethan uh, Mickelson coming right out of college, taking second place. Uh, ben Humphrey, first day on carpet, dude. Ends up in that number three spot. First day. Decent. Decent. Yeah. Craig, Craig says he's checking in from the red-headed stepchild side. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that one in a minute. 
Yeah, we will. Um, Jeff's going to be joining us soon here to talk about the Christmas Classic. So let's look at four-wheel drive buggy real quick. Uh, Ethan won that one, followed by Austin Jacobson and Matthew. And then Matthew's coming straight from college, too. And then let's look at Novice. It's going to be Ben Para winning that one, followed by C.J. Miller and Mark Walker. I remember that being a pretty good race because C.J. TQ'd, but Ben kind of ran away with it. So it was a, dude, the racing was phenomenal yesterday. Um, there's this guy who dra- travels the Midwest from state to sa- state named Billy Kelly. Heard of it. Go under the Dollar Hobbies um, Facebook page or his Facebook page and check out all the videos he uploaded from all the mains last night. So anyways, yeah, talk about um, talk about the hobby farm last week because I'll be going next week. <sighs> Well, I don't really want to get into detail to it because yep. it's not my it's not my place to. Um, we'll just say there was some particular driving going on that really kind of sort of nobody liked. Yeah, but it happened. So yeah, that's about as far as I'll go with that. Yeah. Um. What uh, what results do you want to hear? You want to hear your Midwest mod, sprint car? Yeah, just go through, and then mid uh, mod. We'll do mid mod. Dustin Nelson takes that one. Clayton Cardaluca in the number two, and myself in number three. I can't wait to race next week. Kyle says it's called dirt oval racing. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> oh man, uh, sprint car. Dustin Nelson took that one. Harley Exted the number two, and myself in the number three. Um, now let's do novice. Bentley Sass took that one. Hudson Maddock in the number two and Jackson Olson in the number three. Uh, let's go the highlight class of the night street stock. Gavin took that one. Dude, that kid can wheel. He can. I watched him a lot. Like, I watched him, like, he, like, broke Sean's legs in street stock. It was ridiculous. He is fast. Yeah. Um, Gavin Gavin Holland took that one. Frank Miller time in number two and the sheriff in number three. Yeah. Next week, we're going to have, I'm going to have Joe three come, and he's going to run my car in sportsman. Just because he, he was like, I don't want to race oval. It's too simple. And then all that other junk. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make you try it one time. You don't like try it, it once. Just once. You don't like it? Fine. I mean, but you got. And if he likes it, I can find him. Uh, dude, Jason White's got a Midwest mod for sale right now. Where'd it go? If if um, Sean Burke hasn't bought it yet, so um, I got a car for you, build. Maybe it's a bunch of parts. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. But joining us right now, we're gonna add him to the stage um, to talk about the Christmas classic. Is uh, Jeff Choban, uh, our local on-road guy, getting the on-road scene going at Dollar? How's it going, Jeff? Hey, pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. Just uh, we went through the ugliness before you came on, so you didn't have to deal with any of that. 
Which one? The novice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just never gonna stop. I don't know. I I didn't know it's, novice it's, was so it's, dramatic. It's racing, dude. It shouldn't be so dramatic. It should be. Um, it should be a learning curve and a place to have fun. You know. Yep. Well, and now at least one of them is going to enjoy that learning curve somewhere else. Yeah, that's good. And you know, um, the like the and it's a good spot. Like the Reynolds family comes out. You know, all th- all three of the kids. Like you got the young daughter. I forget her name. But, man, on a Friday night, she just nailed one of her brother's cars on a warm-up lap. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> but you got RJ and Ayrton, and you got yeah, all... The whole thing is awesome. I, yeah. I love seeing them come out. Yeah, they are. And it's it's just great, you know, most of it. But, yeah, we got through the ugliness. So, so Jeff, you've been racing for on and off for... 20-ish years? Yeah, I think my first time on a track was like 98, 99. Okay. Damn, you're old. (laughs) He's not as old as I am. next year, man. Oh, you are? Next year. It's getting real. Oh, shit. Because I'm 41. I thought you were still in your, like, mid-30s. Wait, how old are you turning? I just look good for my age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's turning 40, Joey. Joey, what are you you turning? 22? 24. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? 24, and I'm still playing with toy cars. Oh, it never ends. Actually, speaking of toy cars, I'm actually cutting out a body as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing a new Midwest mod body? Yep. What kind? Simple. Simple. I don't want to go down the touring car body rabbit hole with the Midwest mod, but I have a feeling I'm going to. Because I'm here in Sipple. Does it make that much of a difference in those cars? I don't know. Joey, does it? What's that? Does it make that much of a difference? Bodies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Jeff, I'll tell you this much. So my first night oval racing, I wrenched on the body and I never touch the car. <laughs> so, fun fact about bodies, if you want to go that far with it. So, in this pack, right, he gives you a pack. Yep. There's there's two sail panels in here. Yep. That you can actually cut out. You can cut these ones out and put open ones on. Yep. And then it comes with three different size spoilers. Yeah. Jeff's showing off all of his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff's got... This is the closet in the basement. These are the ones I don't even use anymore. Right, right. Phil goes, he's 60. Screw you guys. I bring fewer (laughs) touring car bodies to the track for honor than I do tires to the track for honor. Well, I'll tell you this. Didn't you say you have the bodies, like, um, you have, like, two bodies, three bodies you like? Three bodies in, like, two different mounting positions? Yeah, I don't even really mess with that anymore. Are you just in the middle, or are you all the way forward, all the way back? And it depends on the body. Okay. Um, the Extreme Twister Special, I go a little bit forward with it. Okay. The body tends to be kind of on the safe side. Yep. The old Twister, a little more neutral. Yep. And then the Extreme Red Hawk, yep. also kind of neutral-ish. Okay. There's other bodies out there, but you, you don't need to have them all. Yeah. 
Uh, Phil's saying at the Hobby Farm Midwest Mod Body doesn't matter really that much, but at Hoosier, you better have your arrow package down. So Hoosier, isn't Hoosier a uh, tri-oval, Joey? It's a fast tri-oval. I'm and, talking like, okay, so the way that this band does his track maintenance in between rounds, yeah. or even after it rains, yeah. he runs it in with a four-wheeler. Right? Oh. He's got that shit so hard-packed that it'll pack in in less than 30 minutes. Wow. And we'd be racing on it. So... On top of that, when me, Clayton, and Kyle went down there for a night, it rained for like an hour. Yep. We cut. Co- he covered the track, took the tarp off, ran it in, and then we were out there with mod sprints running slicks. Wow. And we were running close to four-second lap times. Jeez. So, anyway, sorry. We, we, we've been getting off on oval tangents lately, Jeff, because as you've heard, it's kind of been my latest little thing. Um, I heard a rumor, yeah. Yeah, so I'd say probably when TCHR moved out of um, moved out of Village North in Brooklyn Park, we ain't see you again for a while. It feels like. Yeah, so after about two thousand, was it four or five? Remember, there was a track in Air Lake Park somewhere. Yeah, um, Jason, a couple of honor guys. Yep, I raced there. there a few times. Yeah. Um, it was small. Just, it, it was small, yeah. Um, I think they had also had a mezzanine, kind of like dollar, but different. Um, so race there for a little bit, and then just kind of, I don't know, man. I was young and I wanted to do other stuff. Um, yeah, we were still racing full size cars at the time. Oh, really? Wanted to spend more time on that. Um, so yeah, I left and sold most like of my me. stuff, kept a few things. And then 2016, I got back into it. Gotcha. So what uh, kind of full-size cars were you racing? Um, a little bit of everything on asphalt. Okay. So I raced yes. a race park at Elk Speedway. Um, <laughs> Come on, Joey. <laughs> it, it, it's fun if you try it. Did, did not like it. You know what? You, did, you didn't do it then. You know what? Um, my dad, my dad, actually, you might know my dad, actually. Who's your dad? Larry Fitzsimmons. Yeah, I, I don't know him, but I, I know I know his name. I'll show you a picture. Hang on. Yeah, I mean we race everything from mini stock and hobby stock, and then race late model, um, both at Elko and Raceway Park. He was he was big in uh, super trucks and late models. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I'll try and find a picture of his old super. I feel like he was a little before my time there. So this is this was one of his cars. Yeah. I can't see that. Yeah. I kind of see it. There it is. Yeah. Okay. Looks familiar. You guys were probably racing with Jake Miller, who also races our, used to race RC cars. I don't really remember that one. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know Jake. Yeah. And so then I you might kind of started traveling around, helping, helping a buddy out with his ASA late model, yeah. um, ran some Arkham Midwest Tour stuff. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Phil Jones. Cool. Phil Jones. Thro- Dude. I would love to race any kind of truck anywhere on anything. Phil Jones throwing down the gauntlet. He goes, Larry Fitzsimmons, who is she? <laughs> well, uh, Phil's about that generation. This is when he ran USST. So okay. anyway, anyway. So you came back in 2016. I'm guessing you had a family and, you know, sometimes... Large, or well, 
any time a race type of racing doesn't fit the budget anymore. Yeah, it was kind of a budget thing, and I didn't want to. So I've raced all. I've done all types of racing long enough that I know the commitment it takes. Yes, and I'm not content running mid pack or back pack. I want to compete. Right. And I'm not willing to put the time into it that it takes to compete. So if you're not, the way I look at RC, okay, I know I'm never, ever going to be as fast as Tor. But I'm going to strive to be as fast as Tor until the day I quit. Because if I'm, <laughs> if I'm not striving to be the fastest guy on the track, even though I'm not, what what the hell am I even doing? Right. And, and, you know, earlier in the podcast, before you jumped on, I said, RC's for everybody, but racing is not. I mean, so anyway, so you got back into it in 2016. So that was a little bit before Dollar. Because I think Dollar yep. opened their permanent location in 2018. Yep. So I got back into it then. Um, raced with uh, Twin City Honor. At the Armory and Pettit Grove. Torque, yep. Yep, ran at MMR. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I got into it easy. I bought a bunch of used stuff. I didn't, honestly, I didn't know what the hell a brushless motor was. I didn't know what a lipo battery was. That was all after I quit. Dude, that was such so a shock. Yeah, that was such a shock when we all switched to that because it's like one day we were on a bunch of stuff we knew, and then the next day we're running these motors that we can adjust timing on on a stock motor, and there's, you know, it is still, I don't like it, but, you know, if you dyno like the Hobbywing fixed timing motors, there's a 2,000 RPM discrepancy between the slowest and the fastest if you do like 20 of them. Yep. Here's here's the three different sizes I was telling you about. Okay. Yeah. The the hobby wings are kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um if you want a good spec motor, the gravity GT motors are not identical, but they're as good as you're gonna get. Right, right. And you know, back in our brush days, the motors were not identical. But we could wrench on them and make them as good as they could humanly be. Well, it didn't matter because you're only gonna run it for two months, then it was junk. Yeah, but you know, yeah, you're right, because I did get about two months out of it. Um, I did the brushes every race day. I cut it every other run. When it came out of the box, I cut half the com off. And, you know, I recycled. I swear I had Trinity green and purple springs, the same set for like three years. They probably didn't even spring anymore. So, uh Phil goes. I, I still got a box of springs and brushes, and I got the Reedy Seven Sixty Seven brushes, the Trinity Forty Four Ninety Nine. Yep. Why do I still remember the shit? I, I don't know. Because it's ingrained in us. It is. It, it is. is. Phil goes. It's pretty amazing how many real car racers, uh, like the guys that raced at Elko Raceway Park, race RC cars also. Um, yeah, dude, there's a lot of guys. Um, I've been trying to get Justin A-Strike back into it. He's just not. He raced back in the 80s and 90s, and then we slot car raced at his place for a while. Now he's selling his slot car track. So I want to buy the slot car track. I see you, Joey. I want to buy the slot car track. I have no place to put that freaking monster. He only wants 2500 
Are you muted, Joe? Oh, Joey's cutting out a body, so he's probably muted. Sorry, I didn't know. I I had to go speak to. Yeah, Kyle goes look at the new Scream and SMC base um, motors for spec. And uh, Gary said Dustin and I were just at his house the other week. I'm guessing Dustin's another full scale racer. Dustin Nelson. Oh, gotcha. So, anyways, so let's continue on here. So you get back into racing. You get back into the racing. The only way that you know how falls deep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I started off with cheap used stuff because I didn't know what to get. So yeah. I knew whatever I was going to get was going to be wrong. Right. So I was like, just go cheap. Um, got an associated TC6. That wasn't um, so wrong back then, but it was. It was well, getting they went there. at the seven point one or something. Yeah, seven, seven, it, it was fine. Yeah, um, I didn't know what to do with it anyways. Yeah, um, I forget what the motor was. I paid like thirty bucks for a motor. Okay, <laughs> um, it was a turd. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but you know, and then I kind of learned what I needed. Yeah, and I just you know you you do what everybody says to do. You go to the track, you talk to people, you soak it up like a sponge. And then you go spend money, but you right. spend money on the right thing. Yeah. And you go burn up tires. Oh, Kyle Munson checking in from YouTube. I believe he's our first YouTube commenter ever. Dude, Facebook, it's always popping. YouTube, we get like five, six views. Everybody says YouTube's the place to be. At the end of the stream, we'll have like a thousand views on Facebook and like five views yeah, on YouTube. Look for you. Yeah. Um, I, I put up links a few times and it's like, eh. so anyway, um, so you get into it and then after the TC six, cause I'm sure that was short lived. Where did you, did you go to destiny after that one? Yeah. I kind of bounced around a little bit. Yeah. Um, I had the, the associated, I went to destiny. Um, that was kind of a hot card MMR. Yeah. Um, it's still a fact car yeah absolutely um, I had that. never heard of her they're on road only joey oh it's just niche brands it's it's they're good um yeah. it was fast it had some durability issues yeah you know i probably hit too much stuff too yeah um <laughs> that gets the best of us I to be honest yeah jumped into automatics yep kind of found my home there right um, right ran that for a while Made a really expensive mistake and tried Serpent for a season. Yeah. Um, super fun car, but like, oh man, I lost my ass when I sold all that stuff. It, it was bad. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember you having the off road car too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've you had that been, for like a week. I've always been an on road guy. Yeah. I've been dabbling in off road. So I had a B, the hell was it? A B5M. Yep. And that was a bitch to get around a car. That thing track. sucks so bad. I still have one sitting on my shelf. <laughs> then, then I had an... Oh, you froze. Crap. X-ray. There he is. And then I had a TLR. Yep. And that, then I had my back. Yep, right. you're back. So yeah, I kind of bounced around, tried a little bit of everything. Had the serpent for a little bit, um, which was really cool at the time because there was like 100 serpent drivers up yep. at Thunder Road. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they all, like, about the time I got all that stuff, they're like, hey, we're all going Horizon. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, whatever. I, I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. Um, then kind of quit off for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just getting back into her. Loving that. Yeah. Best car I've ever had. Back yeah. and uh, 
off-road with the associated stuff. That's an awesome car. Like, yeah. I, I, I think I finally found stuff that works for me. Well, right? you, you can't complain about that associated car. You can look for other things with different brands, but I'd say the associated car is the most neutral car on the rug. Oh, it's it's easy to make it go fast. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with it, but it, it, it goes fast, drives well. Because when you make an adjustment that should make sense, it does what it's supposed to. That's the best thing about associated cars. Uh, Gary goes, any chance of F1 cars at dollar? I think if you bring enough of them. Uh, yeah, we ran it before, then they stopped showing up. So get like three buddies to bring a car with them and yourself. How is, so I'm an old school foam tire guy. And I always loved F1. There was a brief, like this much of a period where F1 was... Um, foam tire right before it became rubber tire and all that junk dude they were so much faster and they drove so much better but the problem when you have that much grip and you carry that much speed you shear parts off like crazy that's like a formula one yeah it is it really is and well i i'll speak for myself i'm not good enough for that so yeah i i've never driven an f1 car in foam um, I had one with the rubber tires Yeah, and the racing was fun, but man, that car is so damn slow. It is. Like, I'm like, why oh. is a formula one car the slowest thing at the track? <laughs> You're right. Is... It should be the fastest. <laughs> Since we're on the F1 topic, what did you guys think of the F1 race at Vegas? <sighs> it was up past my bedtime, so I didn't watch it. I watched a few laps and it's like, oh, you know what? They could have done so much better stuff with that layout and... I knew they were going to just destroy people's wallets in Vegas because that's what they do everywhere. Like if you go to Monaco or if you even go to Austin when they had it in Austin or New Jersey or wherever they've had it, everybody says it's the most expensive experience they've ever had. Nobody, not many people say it was worth it. You know, imagine how much it would cost to like rent one of those apartments in monaco off of the course for the race that would be insane but the layout wasn't fun it really wasn't and they wrecked a lot of las vegas that they're gonna have to put back together i don't because they tore like 25 30 year old trees down you know they they did all that crap they emptied the Bellagio fountain, but they're going to be able to fill that back up. I'm sure the grandstands did. I mean, we've all been in the people who own pools. They complain that the smallest little thing will damage a pool. I couldn't imagine what putting grandstands in a Bellagio fountain will do to that thing. So Gary's saying he's debating between the Exotech or X-Ray. I heard the Exotech is better because of the side shock versus dampeners. He doesn't know what he's talking about, though, when it comes to on-road. I don't know. What do you think, Jeff? I, I haven't touched a F1 RC car in, like, five years now, man. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say if you're, Gary, if you're planning on running locally, I don't think F1 makes sense because it hasn't been a class in, like, five years. Um, touring car, I mean, I run Osmatics, so I'm going to say Osmatics. That new X-ray is sexy. It's really good. Yeah. Um, 12 scale, you can't go wrong with the A12 yep. or the X-ray. Yeah. That new X-ray, that that new X-ray touring car, though, man. Ooh. 
they copied a lot and right. they did they did a lot of their own stuff and that thing looks ridiculous. Yeah, I think they're um I think they've optimized <laughs> X ray optimized they optimized uh, conventional <laughs> shock design as much as I can now. Like, right. I don't know how you're gonna get it any more central or low. Right, right. Um so Brandon goes, has anybody tried out PR racing? Uh, Gary Zdenek says, Kelly Roberts runs PR. I also know that, um, why can't Justin and Drew Dawkins run PR? PR is an excellent brand in Europe, but you don't have a ton of, um, you don't have a ton of local guys. But if you're down, I mean, if you're down at Southern Minnesota, or he's not in Southern, he's in Delaware. What am I thinking? If you got a bunch of local guys, the PR is a good carpet car. I do not like the Mini Truggy. Um, but the Mini Truggy's made of glass, and that's the wrong car to have made out of glass. Gary says there's an asphalt track he runs at in Pensacola, Florida, that has them. Yeah, I'd just wear and see what the locals are running. You know, yeah. don't, don't start off on an island. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Gary has a place in Alabama and drives down to Florida often. So, yeah, he's... I can't wait to go down to Florida in January. Are you? Where are you going? And where are you going to Florida with Joey? My dad. Oh, racing. Yeah, he's taking his cars down there. Are you taking your car? My car is going with. Whether I'm racing it or not, I have no idea. <sighs> that would be like me taking my fist scale. To Vegas and say I'm not going to race it. Race your goddamn oh, car. I'm Joe. not the one forking out the money to race it. So, well, save the money and fork it out. So, all right. So I now I did pay for a 55 gallon drum of fuel though. There we go. So now, Jeff. So you got into racing hard, then all of a sudden you picked up a track manager job at Dollar Hobbies because you're like, dude, we got an awesome place here, but it's kind of it needs to be organized a little bit, and you're like, hey, I want to help out. Yeah. Um, so, actually, there, there was kind of a step in between there that I don't think a lot of people know about. Okay. So, just prior to dollar opening, um, my wife and I had been talking. I was kind of burnt out at my my job at the time. Right. Had always loved RC racing. Always wanted a business. Um, we had plans to open a hobby store and build a track. Okay. And then I learned that um, that dollar was opening. Yep. And I was like, okay, we don't need that many tracks in this area. So instead of opening one, right, I got a job and I went to work for them. Okay. Uh, wasn't right away, you know, but that's kind of where I ended up. Like as soon as I knew they were there, that that became my my goals. Like I'm gonna go learn how this stuff works. Yeah. For them. Um, which was the best thing I ever did because, man, all my ideas for how to run a hobby store and a track were dead-ass wrong. Yep. Like, that was going to fail catastrophically. It would have been awesome. <laughs> um, well, it would have been, well, not funny, but it would have been a little more lighthearted if you didn't have four kids. Yeah, we didn't have four yet, but, yeah, yeah. still. It, it, um, yeah, I, I, I got to. Be careful of the risks I take at the right. Doug Reek checking so, in. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we uh you know, I kinda ended up there. Um I've actually worked there twice now, but well let's talk about this last time here. Um 
Richard, the owner, and I were talking, and he needed a lot of help with their online management. Gotcha. Um, so they sell a ton of product on Amazon, on eBay. Not so much their own website. Um, the hobby store is kind of its own thing. Right. Um, they really needed help with getting product listings straightened out, getting their data straightened out, all that stuff for the, the online e-commerce. Okay. So I got hired to focus on that. Okay. And this last time around, I was kind of explicitly told, like, other than promoting races, yep. Yep. try to minimize your involvement in the track. Okay. <laughs> that didn't work out. Um, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I was like, well, well, we'll see. Um, so, and then within the first few months, they had, um, we'll call it some turnover. And basically, I was the only person there who was ready to manage the racing. Yep. Build layouts. Race direct. Order product for the store. Order product for racers. Like, all of that stuff. Right. So like, and okay, cool. I'll do it. Yep. That's fine. Yeah, you, and you're... A lot of people on here, this is a racing podcast. A lot of people don't know Dollar Hobby is a general RC hobby shop. They have your Traxxas, your other stuff. Yeah, I mean, most of our, you know, 90% of our product will never go on a racetrack. It's a ton of inventory. Um, yeah. It really is. Um, so there's kind of like two businesses there. Right? Yep. There's the... Like I said, the Amazon and eBay side that nobody really sees. Um, it's not sexy at all. Right. And then there's the brick and mortar hobby store on the racetrack, which is really fun. Yeah. That's what everybody sees. But that actually makes up like 15% of the business. Right. <laughs> but so, what, what do they think about the higher numbers, higher entries? Oh, I mean, that, that helps. That's great. You know, they're loving that. Who, who wouldn't? Well, right? I was just curious if they even care. Oh, yeah. No, they, they do. That's um, good. So one thing about the owners there, like, uh, there have been a lot of comments from people, myself included. I, I When I wasn't there, I ripped them apart on Facebook one day. Um, Ooh, yeah. But there's been a lot of comments about them never going to races, not yeah. being there. The truth is they don't, the owners don't know much about RC racing. Right. But they love RC yeah. as a hobby. Um, like you said, RC is for everybody. Racing's not. Yep. They're into the other part of RC. Okay. And they, they love it. They also love creating opportunities for people to have fun. Yep. Um, to have a good time. And so they kind of saw this opportunity with, they're going to have this large warehouse to fulfill all their online orders. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have a, a hobby store, a storefront. Yep. It made sense to build a track. Um, they didn't really know what to do with it. So... At originally, they kind of absorbed. I shouldn't say they absorbed. The Twin City Honor Club yep. was going to operate the track there. Right, that was the original plan. Um, kind of didn't work out. That's fine. Yeah. Um, a lot of those guys still race there today. Yeah, it, it um, was strange. Uh, there, there's some funkiness with that merger that I, I brought up on here before that has nothing to do with dollar, but dude, they had a bank account that disappeared torqued it i think they're kind of still like my understanding is they're still ready to restart a club okay and that makes sense to do in our area yes they still have the scoring system they still have the decoder they still have a lot of the materials okay um, they still have some funds so it's like the club isn't dead it's just kind of hibernating yep um, that makes sense 
So I, I think that's actually really smart because you just, you never know, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I forgot where I was going to. Um, yeah. So I kind of, you know, took the job there to help with a lot of the product data for like some the, the e-commerce side. Yep. And then I immediately dove into everything that I wasn't supposed to do, um, the track, the hobby store, all that. Well, because that's um, what you're into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it. Um, so it's been really fun trying to help grow that, um, seeing the race entries go from, you know, a year ago right now, we were doing good if we had 30, yeah. 40 off-road right. entries, right? Yeah. And like 20 on-road entries. Yep. And now we're at like 40 to 50 for on-road and 70 for a normal Friday, yeah. Off road race Friday night, and then what, like 115 or something yeah. Saturday. That, that's insane. That um, was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, glad you were running that night. Um, next time I'll be there, and I'll show you how to half-ass racing and directing at the same time. No, it's a, we were talking about that as a mindset. So I was driving my wheeler so hard that I heard from upstairs people going, ooh, uh, you know, that type of thing. It's like, I just got to park this thing. Because I, I was, have you ever sta- stood next to Dan Alvarez on the driver's stand? And you hear him click the throttle on his radio because he's pulling that hard. I was doing that with a wheeler, <laughs> a really fast wheeler. Sounds violent. It was very, and I'm like, I was doing some like sweet lines, but then crashing the next corner. It's like, dude, I just can't. I can't do this. Joe three was breaking left and right. Joe three with his wheeler in one shot. He broke an arm. Don't tell me he split the car in half. Nope. Close. Broken a arm. Broken out drive on his front diff and popped a servo. So it's like senior had his hands full enough. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to add any more to the guy. Um, thankfully senior was there to help and he was only running one class. Um, yeah. Cam checking in saying it's, it's, yeah. Cam checking in saying it's good to see Jeff on here. Thanks for what he does. Jeremiah says he wishes there was a dedicated on and off road track there. I mean, dude, there's technically the room, but the business takes up a lot of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, the, it's tough. I know. I know enough behind the scenes there that it's like it. It would be a really bad business move. It would be. It would be absolutely. And Matt Del Judas saying, "Hey guys, Jeff, what transponders work there? Three wire or two wire Mylaps?" Yeah. So any of the newer Mylaps transponders, um, the MRT don't work. The AMB don't yeah. work. Um, it's got to be the new expensive ones because my laps bent us all over yeah and they they it's it's frustrating when they did i still have a bunch of a and b that i'll throw into some cars that i know like at um the mnrc old transponders still work so all of our nitro cars have old a and b junk in it and because it still works the same hey i did find out i did find out that uh a certain select few of our RC transponders will work in the big cars. Really? Yeah. It's got to be the three-wire. I don't know which one, but I I know one of them work. No, but the reason why they're different between the big car and the 
RC cars voltage. Isn't that right, Jeff? Because yeah, if if you try and use the um the, the our RC transponders in the big car, they they don't they'll pop as soon as you give any sort of 12 volt battery power to it. Right. That's I mean, why I'm using them in the little cars. These these bigger ones are converted for 12 volts. Okay. Um, it, Gary, it's whatever the newest firmware is. Yeah, the RC 4.4. I use a three wire at Gary, so any of yeah. them work. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last time I was working on big cars, I mean, our transponders were like the size of my fist. Right. right? The, ones, the one I use is like probably about that wide and about that long. Okay. And then do you see the, I mean, my laps, they, they have, I don't want to use the word monopoly, but they have the business like marathon runners have a my laps transponders on their shoe, you know, that's ran by like a watch battery. Well, I mean, they've got a great product and there's a lot of good system. Oh yeah. Um, be great with it. And they're very proud of that. I get why they did what they did. Because you have old stubborn a-holes like me that, Jeff, I don't know if you remember this, but I've talked about this a million times on here. The very, very, very first run of AMB transponders, they were $45 a piece. And then the second run, a couple months later, they brought the price up to 60 bucks. And then, you know, they kept going up throughout the years. That's the only thing. Well, I have a bunch of ones that I originally paid $45 for. So, you know, and then Senior got good at repairing the wires. So mine stayed good for all these years, 20, 21 years. So. Yeah, well, the thing that honestly really frustrates me with AMB yeah. or my laps, whatever. I mean, yeah, they're expensive, but it's one of the few things that you're almost never going to break or wear out a transponder. Right. right. Like, they kind of last a long time. They hold their value. So right. if you're done with one, you can resell it. And it's like, it costs you 20 bucks. Right. Yeah. What I've learned though, is there is like no markup for them. For a really? Ooh. Um, we have to buy, it's either 10 or 20 of each style at yep. a time yep. to get our best price on it. And at that price, we make like twelve bucks. Ooh, that's rough. So it's it's like a ten percent. That's rough. Um, so that that's why you you can't expect a lot of hobby stores or tracks to have them sitting on the shelf ready for yeah. you to buy. Yeah, um, Kyle's saying some big cars and dirt bikes for sure they are rechargeable. I think he's talking the decoders they use, and then Gary's saying uh, he's trying to hold off forever on having to do the update to his decoder just for that reason. Well, there's a lot of guys at Gary's that, dude, I remember seeing him in, like, the 90s. And then they've been, just been racing oval this whole time. They probably have a bunch of old stuff like that, too. So, um, what else? So, now you're working at Dollar. You turn the racing program around. Did an awesome job with that. Um, you had John Shore announcing on-road last year. You have me doing the Friday night off-roads. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you like race directing? I mean, I mean, I'd rather be racing. Yeah. Um, so I love building layouts Yeah. and I love doing whatever I can to try to get as many people 
they're having a good time. Right. Right. Like anything that improves the success of racing, like I, I love being part of that. Yep. Um, and it's just that I want to see it get better. Uh, if somebody else can do a better job of it, like I yeah. hope they step in and do it. I just want right. it to be as good as it can get. You know, hey, I said that last week on that uh, one post. It's like, hey, you guys can do better. Come and announce. They weren't going to do better. I know. You know, I want to say I'm efficient on the mic. I have my own critiques about myself, which I'm always trying to get better. I heard a video of me like 10 years ago announcing a race, and I'm a million times better than I was 10 years ago, which is good. Um, but, man, I'm really good at running that clock. Well, yeah, you're, you're efficient, um, and you're fair yeah. and consistent. Yeah. That's one um, thing I got to work on is run the clock. Yeah. Well, there's a timer I can show you how to set, Joey. And, Joey, you're blurry all of a sudden. What would you do? My oh. camera goes in and out of focus. It's kind of weird. Mine does that if I have it set funky. But anyway, sorry. Mine are just the default settings in, in, okay. in whatever platform we're using. So I got a giant camera I'm using that I actually have to go and do, like, physical settings and switches and shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cam was saying he has a lot of fun on the current layout. What um, It was a cool, cool to mix up the straightaway for a change. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I drove on the layout a minimal amount, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it was a little more technical than the last couple. Um, but it was so racy. It, flow. it was so racy. We had a lot of side-by-side -side action on that layout. Well, that's kind of that. That's what I want. You know, like it, it's. It, I feel like an obstacle course track is fun once in a while. Yeah, but not. But I'd rather have something that promotes quality racing and you can actually battle a guy on right you still need that like one or two elements that spread the field out right i, I want a spot where your top guys are gonna find you know a few tenths a lap just in that one corner right right uh yeah in the main that's why i like oval racing so much yeah yeah <laughs> dude uh, that's the reason, you know, I thought I was going to try out that oval car and I thought I was going to immediately sell it, but then I actually raced it. And then you're going, you can go high and low and low and high and all that. So, junk. so with that being said, when you did race, I did not see you walk off the driver's stand once without a gigantic smile on your face. <laughs> it, it was, it was stupid fun. I mean. And you know what? I was running one class, and I went there with zero expectations, which I'm going to go there every time with. And I'm just going to go have fun. I'm going to have balls to do changes to my car for the main next time because I think that hurt me a little bit. But, yeah, Lance Parker was saying it was a very fun layout with a high-risk and reward jump in the front. Um, he had to hit that jump right. So Gary's saying there's two true lanes to race now. It is oval track. So I was just gonna say something about that. Our uh, our last track teardown, I guess you could say, was after the last round. Right, the last right. Race. We so, took I want to say about three and a half foot off the bottom. Okay. And moved it up. Oh. So it's it's flat. Yep. And then it gradually goes up to a bank. Nice, nice, nice. And it it I'll. I'll 
I'll show you the video when we're done here, but it's it's I drove my sprint car on it. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm gonna have to give Dirt Oval a try sometime. I I've ran some carpet. I got um, a car for you to run. And, and yeah. that's cool, but it was like a four minute dyno pull. It is. And yeah, well, dude, you were perplexed when I said I turned my throttle down. <laughs> And I was talking to Sean dur during the main. Sean goes, dude, I think I got my car up to like 90%. I'm like, whoa, I'm still at like 83. Holy shit, you know? And then here's Fitzsimmons. He's at like 95%, but he's fast, but he's wrecking every other lap. I'm not. Wait, did wait, did you get Sean? In? I don't remember. Anyways, uh, Richard saying, who are those sexy guys? Richard's our team manager for, uh, sure. DRC. Kurt says, thanks for fixing the camera at dollar hobbies with the live RC side. He is having trouble. Well, you know what, what needs to be done with that system often is it needs to be reset and it was starting to miss laps yesterday. And I think, I think the reason it was missing laps is just cause everything needed to be reset. But I don't know any of the passwords, and I wasn't resetting anything. It's under the keyboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Austin says, man, he wants to do RC Oval, but doesn't want to spend the money if he doesn't like it. Dude, it's a body oh, and tires. Man. It's a body and tires. You had a chance to run a Bandit Traxxas sprint car, and you Oh, left. dude. Come on, Come Austin. Oh, man. You can't say that and not show up. But anyway, so let's keep talking about because we got a big on-road race coming up on at Dollar. The weekend of December 9th coming up here in two weeks. So I'm excited about this. I, so I ran, I race directed last year's Icebreaker, which was a lot of fun. Um. We had a lot of guys from the Illinois area coming and all that junk. We got more guys coming this time. Yeah, we got some fast guys coming from out of town. A lot of touring um, car guys. So we're at like 75 entries total. Um, seven, it's not, not a zillion, but like it's going to be a really fun time. Um, yeah. We've got, you know, we've got some really A-level drivers for like the stock and super stock touring car level. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Billy Sider's coming, Eric Jones coming, Brad Johnson, um, Snowy from okay. Wisconsin. Yep, yep. So um, I used to race with Eric Jones with uh, A-Scale on road, and he was blistering fast with that stuff. They're working their butts off getting that going again. Eric Jones is definitely a national-level driver, and he, I want to say, owns a hobby town in Lincoln. Yeah, I, I think he owns it or he manages it. Or I, I, I'm pretty sure he owns it. Right, right. So, yeah, um, got a lot of guys coming. I, I, I don't need you to show me, but you got an idea for a layout? Is it going to be technical sections but fast and flowing? Are you just going to have a wide-out layout? Are we going to be seeing, like, seven-second laps, nine-second laps? I'm shooting for a low to mid eight second lap hot lap in 21.5 touring car okay um we've been i feel like on the last load i got down to like a seven eight okay um you know a, a little longer layout would be good but i just again i'd rather emphasize 
racy. Yep. Um, I want a track where you can pass a guy without just peeling him. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see how it works out. I've got some ideas. Right, right. Um, Gary's saying, is Vortex still big at dollar? It's going to be a class this time, right, Gary? At the Christmas Classic, it became a class. Yep, yep. We've got some entries. It it's slowed down a little bit this year. We've got fewer entries. Yep. That's not necessarily a bad thing because a lot of the guys that were running the last year have moved up to touring car. Okay, yeah. Up. Well, I mean, that's a good spot for it to go. Joey, so were I'm, you about to I'm say something? Thinking, oh, go ahead, Jeff. I'm against mid-season changes. Yep. Um, for rules. But with the group that's in there now, I really think we should have gone to a fixed gear ratio in the class. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll do that for next year. Dude, opinion doesn't cost a lot of money. You know, no, well, I'll just I'll keep it to the stock gearing. Yep, just to slow the cars down a little bit. Right, right. Um, they're really fast when you gear them up. Oh, dude, it's a 12 turn motor. It's a five. Isn't it a 550 can? I think it's a bigger can. I think so. Yeah, I'm mean, so, they rip. They're fast. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Joey? Sorry. Uh, what's the difference between stock and super stock? Turns. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah, stock. So, <laughs> on-road is in a spot right now where, as a whole, like, on-road community, we've got to make some decisions. Right. Um, and I'm hoping Roar gives us some guidance on this. Um, stock had been 21.5 yep. for touring. Stock yeah. had been 21.5, super stock had been 17.5. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep getting faster and faster and faster. Right. My 21.5 car right now is faster than my 17.5 car was like three years ago. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of freaking car to jump into for a new racer. Um, like I said, we're getting into mid-seven second laps. That's so insane. Stuff just happens very quickly. I tried to drive one of your cars last year, and it's like, oh, man, it would take me a year to learn how to drive it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It, it's just, you know, we've got a... On-Road has had the same core group of racers in it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all kind of, like, grow together. Yeah. Which is fine. That's not a bad thing. But it makes it really comfortable for all of us to start and set... Oh, he's frozen again. There he is. Faster, we can hang, hang on to it. And then we're like, you know, we can we kind of grow with the speed of the class. Right. But then you got to step back once in a while and look at it through the lens of a newer racer who's trying to get into a touring car. Mm-hmm. And like, this is really fast. Well, that's um, what VTA used track, to be. On a small track. Right. But that's what VTA... VTA has a different problem because those cars drive like crap because well, they've got a really shitty tire and a really bad body. They drive like crap, but they were they were pretty, I would say, equal to four... They used to be easy to drive. But then... Um, it was also a class where you you were supposed to take an old chassis, and yeah, that didn't last long. Uh, it lasted we're a few years. I know it lasted a few years. Um, there was a rule in place that the chassis had to be four years old, but then everybody's like, "Screw that rule!" <laughs> and then when Novak went under and they opened up that motor, that's when it just all went away. So. So now, this year, we've seen a lot of tracks running 25.5 touring car. So you're taking your VTA motor, but you're running a good touring car body. You're running a good touring car tire. You've got light weight. Um, It's a manageable speed. Right. I think a lot of it is the 25.5 motor roar requires a 12.3 millimeter rotor. Okay. 
Okay. So you don't have any torque. And there's no bottom end in it. Yep. So it makes it really soft yep. and easy to drive. It takes all the punchiness away. And we're seeing really good racing in that class. Yep. And the cool thing is people ah. who were fighting just to hang on. Yeah. Am I freezing up? You're freezing up, but that's all right. Oh, yeah. But um, no, we get we get the point. I mean, yeah, it's everything. It lets people learn the car when they can actually drive it. Right, right. When you can learn to race when you can actually handle the car. Kyle Holmberg said track rats had a real good discussion about on road in the current. I do that. I got to learn some of these podcasts. I have not listened to track rats, but I need to. Okay. Track rats is a really good one. Um, I can Okay. And uh, the mangler Monty, whatever his last name is, put it on okay. uh, the last episode. They had Donnie Leo. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. About, um, what I'm talking about. Right. Right. We, we need that guidance from up above to help us like standardize some classes. I think we need one set of classes for like smaller carpet tracks. Yep. And another set of classes for bigger tracks. Well, also we have a great president who actually races and he races on road mainly and he sees the issues and they have monthly meetings and they put out the notes to those monthly meetings. Clayton is doing a wonderful job. Yeah. You Um, can't turn that ship around overnight. I'm a little disappointed. We don't have a, region director it was offered to me and i said i am not the right man for that because i will not go to two roar tracks in the region i refuse so i'm not the right man for that job i will not go to two (laughs) roar tracks but anyways uh matt yeah matt like matt said um vta used to have a spec motored when novak closed they should have found another one cam saying 21.5 is a fast start but it's like anything you get used to the speed and you can always turn the power down a bit when you start and it beats buying a new motor a year later so last time last time i announced motorhead madness touring car was still 17.5 and super stock was 13.5 and they had just introduced a 21.5 class, I believe. And I want to see, say the only three people that were in that 13.5 class was Eric Swanson, Kendall Welch, and Rob Love. And Kendall Welch and Eric Swanson all had a TC 7.2 that were not TC 7.2s. Everybody who had the quote-unquote associated car did not have that associated car. They might have had a couple of nuts and screws and maybe the shocks. But anyway, Rob Love walked away. It was so fast. It was so fast. And if you you kissed a board, your front end was gone. You were replacing an entire corner. So that race... Because they were on a big layout. Yep. And those boards are just solid. Yes. They don't move. No. Um, a couple of years ago at the State Chaps race, I forget which round it was in one of the qualifiers, I was about to put a lap on the field, right? Yeah. Like, I was just, I'm, like, doing my thing. I'm pounding laps. I got a lap on second place. I'm like, I'm just going to annihilate. Yeah. With 30 seconds to go, I tapped. Yep. And it sheared both right side and lower arms off. Ooh. All the turnbuckles off. I blew up <laughs> axles. It was like a $300 wreck. 
Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that track is punishing. But, man, that race, I, I'm going off on a tangent, but that is, like, the funnest race. Right, right. And so, speaking of fun races, though, let's talk more about the Christmas Classic. Because it's a car show. You've got a live audience, a huge crowd, big track. So that car show used to be way. So we started racing there when it was a World of Wheels. You should have raced there then because the crowds were huge. Like, like, dude, it was nuts to butts everywhere. That's cool. RC needs more of that. Yeah, and There's a lot of that roar needs to be working on putting together a lot of people regions need to work on putting that together a lot of people in duluth have started because of they saw it at that car show um john shore said recently heard some discussions about intermediate buggy going to 21.5 locally too. 17.5 is a lot for new guys i don't see guys wanting to dial, dial them back and then um i don't know man like I said, I'm just going to announce if you can get, God, I want to say we got, we had like 30 intermediate buggies yesterday. If you can get 30 people to buy a 21.5 motor, that would be awesome. But right now it's staying as it is. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with clicking a couple endpoints off of your throttle until you get used to it. No. I mean, like I said, on the oval, I start the day at 75. And then grip comes. Oh, yeah, look at Joey's face. <laughs> I start the day at 75, and then I bump it up, bump it up, bump it up. And I'm usually up there at the end of practice. But it's like... You start that, you start that at 100, and you <laughs> back it down throughout the day. Okay, crackhead. <laughs> uh, Kyle said, thoughts on Cleveland this year using all flex corners with no curbing versus the normal solid cur- corners with curbing. What do you think about that, Jeff? I mean, I wasn't there. Um, curbs are good if they're using the right spot. Yeah. Um, they have a tendency to spin a 12 car out if you touch them wrong. Right. Um, they can launch all cars. Yep. Um, I don't think flex track is ever a bad choice. Yeah. Um, I, I think curbs just need to be used sparingly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. Um Jeremiah's saying no reason for people to motor down. They can just graduate and not have to buy a new motor. And John says as long as guys eventually move up, he's not seeing a lot of that. You know what? Both have good points there. But let's get back to the Christmas Classic. Let's start with the schedule because we're going to do um, – it's going to be practice all day on Friday, and then we're going to go to controlled practice at some point, aren't we? So we're going to run – so Thursday is practice all day. Okay. Friday is practice until five. Five. Um, and then we're going to start round one. Yep. So I got to be there at five. Yep. And I will be. I'm just trying to. So I bank hours at work. So it's like every Friday I leave early. I kind of feel bad sometimes or sometimes I don't. But dude, there. well, you've had office jobs. There is nothing happening on Friday ever. Dude, I'm seriously, yeah. I hypno- I like accidentally meditated while I was staring at the server the other day and the fans just put me in this trance. And it's just, 
And it's like, I woke, I wasn't asleep, but it's like, I woke up like an hour later. It's like, I have not, like my computer was asleep. My computer never goes asleep. (laughs) So anyway, um, so it's practice all day Thursday. Then we're, um, Friday until five and then round one. So is it going to be a seeding round or an actual qualifying round? It'll be an actual qualifier round. Um, we're going to do rocket round. Okay. So it, it, it'll basically be seeding round. Yeah. Um, Saturday, we're going to do a little bit of practice in the morning. Yep. And then we're going to do rounds two, three, and four. Okay. What time are we practicing until on Saturday? On the schedule, I put 10. Um, we'll see what the thing, what everything looks like. Right? Yeah. Um, 10, 11, something there. Yeah, that's fine. And it gives people time to get there. Now, what are you thinking about, um, like, size of heats? Are you thinking, like, six cars, seven cars? Are we going to have seven-car mains, eight-car mains? Mains, I'd say seven or eight. Okay. Um, heats. Split them up the best we can. Six to eight, you know, it's. Yeah. Well. We just want to uh, frozen. I don't have a problem with a full track if everybody's on a similar pace. Yeah. You know, I, I have a problem with a full track if everybody's on a similar pace. It's yeah. when you have a full track and you're on four different laps. Right. That is you, tough. You could That's tough. Um, Saturday, we're going to do, on the flyer, it said dinner, but we're bringing in lunch for everybody. That's cool. Um, yep. So everybody, you know, we'll, we'll shut the track down after round one probably and just have have lunch together sounds good um so we're doing two three and four on saturday so i don't know i look at a lot of race flyers and i get things jumbled up am i did i see um triple a mains sunday so we're gonna do triple a mains for the biggest three classes cool everybody else is gonna have bump ups that's good so and i'm thinking again depending on time yeah um we may run a one on Saturday night. Okay. Just to save a little bit of time on Sunday. Right. Because we got, we've guys... got enough people coming from out of town yep. that they want to be able to get, you know, hit the road before it's dark out. Sure, sure, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing, too, and you never know with weather. Like, uh, Billy Kelly, I was watching his Facebook on the way home yesterday, and we got flurries where we were, but he hit some shit on the way home. It was like snowstorm. I think he lives, like near thunder something i don't know i think it's by thunder road uh it's like west of um chicago yeah yeah the other thunder road because i heard guys talking about thunder road when we were at uh at island yeah we heard guys talking about that and when we were at island it's like dude it closed and they're like no we're talking about this one so speaking of though i mean it's so I I want to say people are hungry just for black carpet racing in the state now that they oh Matt's saying it's Thunderdome in Morris Illinois so yeah no I'm super excited all right Jeff saying he's got five I got about five minutes too dude I mean I'm getting tired and we talk a lot and so People can sign up for this on RC Sign Up, right? Jeff, oh, there he. Uh oh, now he's you, muted. You, you froze. There All you right. go. 
There Somebody froze. You, I think you did because I'm watching Joey and I'm watching me and I'm watching you. In and, my basement and there's a lot of stuff in between me and my router, so it's probably me. Same here. Um, I literally shut off everything that uses the Wi-Fi when I do a podcast. The kids get so pissed off at me. <laughs> you know, Dad, I, why'd you turn off the Wi-Fi? Yeah. Well, what I should do is get one of those Wi-Fi boosters for the basement, but that's another thing. They're so cheap, and my wife's office is literally right next to me. It's like we should have a Wi-Fi booster. That's like back in the old days. Like, get off the phone. I need to use the computer. Exactly. Uh, Lance Parker is wondering, is there a cap for racers at the Christmas race? He's still thinking about getting a car for that. Come on out. Yeah, there's we'll, no cap. We'll save you a seat. Yeah. Just, just shoot me a message so I know... You know, yep. planning for everybody for trophies and whatnot. We'll uh, do what we did last yesterday, and if we need to set up extra tables, we'll set up extra tables. Yeah, right now we we shouldn't have a problem with that. Um, yeah, right now, but hope, hopefully we do. Yeah, cool. like I said, so hey, Jake Schweisberger checking in. They were just him and Wigs. They just had a big race down at Bad Fast Hobbies. I'm gonna gotta make it down there. I gotta make it down to Bad Fast, and I gotta make it to a couple other. You know what, Jeff? If you gotta go, I forgot to get to questions, guys. We got a I mean, couple. I can see a couple more nights, but yeah, I just gotta get the kids to bed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought you already did that. That's why I was kind of. I got, I got two of them to bed. Oh, two of them. Ooh, man. Now I gotta get the other two to bed. The big two. So, how old are your big two? Uh, nine and seven. Okay, so they're not at that point yet. So Joe three is twelve, and Jackie's almost fifteen. So when I say go to bed at nine, it's really like they're asleep at ten thirty. It's so frustrating, and then it's a bear to get them up for school in the morning. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah Lukasavitz is wondering uh, the hobby shop in Wilmer is going to be putting up a track somewhere in that direction. Well, I hope they do. It was just more of a comment than anything else. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, hobby shop. Well, there. I didn't even know there's a hobby shop up there, at all in Wilmer. And what, what kind of track? I didn't either. I don't know. They're just talking some kind of track. I'll go check it out. Whatever it is, I'll race. Dude, I have literally raced one eighteen scale cars in like a closet size track. I'll do anything. Uh, well, speaking of that, we've got a uh, mini Z track that I need to get set up. Oh, you do? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah. It's just a small, yep. one of the smaller kits. Yep. I don't really know what we're gonna do with it yet. I just we got it, and I'm gonna put it together, and we'll see what shows up, and maybe we schedule races. Get rid of those dang couches. That's my idea. <laughs> I see one of them popping in. Oh, oh, he's muted. Yeah, he's muted. So we'll keep going. Um, that's fine. Uh, he goes. We've been trying to get oval results. Tony Swenson saying we've been trying to get oval results on this podcast with the years with no luck, and now it's oval all the time. What's up with that? It's because I'm a sucker for new things, Tony. Um, but he's wondering any. Fist scale, Silver State tips, how much fuel should you bring, how many sets of tires, any setup advice, anything you wish you knew last year going to your first round. Yeah, don't practice a ton like I did because you wear your truck out for the actual race. That is the one place, well, fist scale, 
once your stuff's set up, you don't practice anymore. Because I burnt up over a gallon of fuel practicing, and then every open race, my truck broke. Every single open race. So you need now, a why would you do truck that? in a race truck. Huh? You figure out your setup in a practice truck, and then you, like, put that into your race truck. That's not a bad idea. Um, you know, but, so I brought two and a half gallons and ended up getting gas Saturday night. I don't think I had to, but I did. If I would have bumped up through the open and my truck would have stayed together, I would have needed the fuel I got. So I would say bring five gallons, but maybe not. I, it depends on what you're going to be practicing. Um, what do you use for fuel in those things? I use 91 non-octane with Amsoil Saber 32 to one ratio. Um, so what, what else I would do is your checklist before you go to the track every race day, do that after every race. Cause I had so much stupid shit come apart too. That was half of my breakage, just stupid stuff coming apart. Also buy two more air filters and change them every day because it's a pain in the ass to clean them and oil them there. So yeah, that's all I got. And that's all the questions. So Jeff is awesome coming from, sorry, I'm mushmouth. It is awesome having you on. I want to have you on more. Um, yeah, let's do this again. Yeah, I'm I excited. For, cat. Yeah, well, oh, he sees a cat. Oh, it's a kitty. <laughs> and Gary told me to stay away from the back gate. I only hit the back gate one time, Gary. He's talking about the track at Silver State. It's so hard to see because it's it's such a far lane. I thought maybe back gate. Oh no, no! I actually so there's a back gate, like because it's an arena. We're racing in like a rodeo arena, and there's a gate that goes from the stables to where the track is, and it's so far. And I came off the corner. It was a berm, like a bat out of hell, and I just smoked that son of a bitch. <laughs> That was expensive. Yeah, stay off of that. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, yeah, we'll definitely, you know what? We got to have you on for the icebreaker too. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it was awesome having you on. And Joe, you got anything oh, yeah. else? Nope. All right, with me oval was. Oval racing, guys. Oval racing, oval racing, oval racing. December 2nd. Race, just freaking race. That's what I got to say. That too, that too. Um, yeah, so I'm Joe Zer Jr. And with me's been Joey Fitzsimmons and Jeff Choban, and we've ran out of talent. Have a good night, guys. You're still live. <laughs>